find the momentum to work towards those goals. And of course, I know that if you don't put in the action, then the result's not going to happen. You know, I am a nurse after all. I know you have to have a low cholesterol diet and exercise if you want good cardiac health, right? This makes sense. But we all, like you said, have sabotaging behaviors. And I knew that I was either doing something or not doing something to achieve my goals. And so, you know, listening to you on the podcast and kind of hearing your process, you know, it made sense to me that this was an opportunity for me to maybe discover more about myself or maybe find the gaps by having someone else kind of look in on what I was doing, my daily operations, how am I operating from a personal and professional level so that I can find that peak performance, which is exactly what. Hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA with a background in public health and neuroscience. I'm also your peak performance coach. I had to say no to working extreme long hours where I was always on call and feeling exhausted, underappreciated, and undervalued, and said, heck yes, to a life and career that elevates my energy and passion without compromising my health and sanity. Now, I'm on the mission to support ambitious healthcare professional like you with a demanding career to become a confident leader who are living purposefully and fulfilled to truly be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life. Let's start our journey today. Hi, everyone. This is Sabrina. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast. We have another exciting guest here with us today is Damien, and he was someone who we clicked it simply because he actually listened to one of my uh, show on someone else's podcast, and now we just click and hit it off, and actually, me and Damien worked together. He gone through my uh, six steps, as you guys know, how do you gain that high performance? And then while saving your time, keep you guys going, right? Because we work so hard and don't mind working hard, but what we mind is not feeling the outcome of what we already put in our fruit and able to enjoy everything I would put in. And Damien is someone who's so amazing. I can't say Enough about him. He is someone who's a specialist, he's an expert, educator, speaker, author. He teaches a student, especially nursing student, to pass NCLEX exams, especially for those who've been struggling and struggling, struggling to pass the exam. We know some people are just not a good test taker, not necessarily they are lacking in knowledge and they're lacking in the way that they believe in self and handle things under pressure. So he takes a specific way to help students overcome that. And so he made a significant strides with individual students and people in the academic industry. So I can't wait for him to share some of the amazing knowledge. But today we're actually going to focus on 
what does that mean to be a professional? What does that mean to have that financial intelligence side and not just knowing, hey, if we work, we can exchange time and money because we have medical knowledge, nursing knowledge, but there's so much more than being a healthcare provider. So hi, Damien. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. Thank you. I know people who are listening in, whether they are a new grad, they're an experienced provider, we are good at generating money. Healthcare, we, uh, a lot of people got in it because they know it's a really safe and stable field. And as we expand and tell us a little bit more about yourself, how did you become someone who has all these years of education background and decide to branch out, decide to do something really prove that one side specifically in finding this gap. Uh, I'm so devoted, so passionate about teaching this specific field. Yeah. So, you know, just like everyone, you start with a bright idea. Oh, I'm going to go to nursing school, right? Some people have a lifelong calling. Uh, That wasn't the case for me. I actually wanted to be a professional chef and was pursuing that for quite a while, even started culinary school before I was making a move from Northern Virginia to Baltimore. And, you know, just being inquisitive and trying to see, I came and circulated through some of the nicer restaurants in Baltimore, interviewed some of the chefs and found out that a lot of them hated their career, not because they hated what they were doing, but hated the constraints of being kind of a product of the career, coming and punching in, working long hours, having every holiday at work, working weekends, not seeing their family, and not making that much money doing it. Um, Because we all know that very few people become celebrity chefs, right? So, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I love cooking, but I don't want to turn it into something that later I might feel resentment. I might feel like this was a bad idea. And so I started to think, well, what would be some other avenues for me? And I've always been in the food and hospitality industry leading up to starting nursing school. So, you know, basically 15 years of my adult working life had been in hospitality. But then I became really good friends with someone I worked with, the restaurant. And her husband happened to be operating room at Johns Hopkins Hospital. And, you know, not only was I intrigued because he was a male nurse, which was, you know, not quite a novelty, but still not as uh, well known as it's coming to be. We still have a long way to go with getting more diversity in nursing, but I was intrigued. I was like, okay, male representation of a nurse. And I got to see the type of lifestyle that he was able to provide for his family from one job, from being a nurse. And so I was intrigued. And so, you know, just being a people person, love catering to people, love, you know, uh, nurturing people. I thought to myself, I like taking care of people. I'm pretty good at science. Let's see if nursing would work out for me. And jumping into nursing, fell in love. You know, I was like, this is absolutely something I want to do. Uh, But much like most of us, when we finish school, and even during school, reality shock sets in. And we're like, whoa, there are a lot of gaps in how things should be done versus how they're actually being done. And so what I started to pick up on right away, and it might be because of my natural knack for test taking or kind of filling in the gaps where I'm missing information, you expect me to go from you know, A to Z, but you don't tell me what's in between. And so kind of identifying those gaps in knowledge and nursing education, 
and, you know, translating it from, you know, professor to student, me being the student and finding big gaps in how they're explaining things versus how they expect us to return demonstrate or how to reciprocate our understanding on an exam all the way into my new role as a nurse and training new people or being trained myself. And I'm just like, there's a lot of missing information. There's a lot of missed opportunities to kind of explain things in a more concise way. And, you know, I learned very early that being objective and remaining objective is essential to making good clinical decisions. However, nursing and healthcare across the board is a very emotional environment, right? It's high stakes. Everyone's at their worst, uh, patients and family members, and sometimes even clinicians, because we're so stressed and so burdened with the need and the demand of doing the patient care. And so I just saw real early an opportunity for me to be able to provide impact in a way that can help people see through all of the subjectivity that there is in becoming an awesome nursing student, awesome new graduate, or even an awesome professional nurse. And I started to work on critical thinking development. And then that led me into NCLEX prep, because that's where a lot of people are having the disconnect, taking what they've learned in school and then applying it to answering those high level critical thinking questions on the NCLEX. And so, you know, over the years, I was trying as a new nurse to get people to change the way we were doing things, offering solutions, making recommendations for process changes. And I kept getting met with resistance. I kept getting met with the same story. You're a new nurse. You don't understand the complexities of what's going on. You'll eventually get used to it. This is the way it's always been. And that didn't sit well with me. I had a real problem with that um, because I was always the one to ask why. My mom would tell you, probably drove her crazy how many times I asked why growing up. But I always wanted to know the reasoning behind why we do things. And I felt after a long time of getting kind of pushback and not being taken seriously, that I was trying to find a way to leverage my existing professional experience in the food and hospitality industry, because many of the issues had nothing to do with nursing specific. It was just soft skills or people skills and those types of things. And, you know, I was trying to leverage that, but they didn't want to listen to me because I didn't have experience as a nurse. And so the only way I saw a way out is to get more experience by going back to school. And so that's what I did. I went back to school, went through my master's program, nursing education. And lo and behold, three years later, when I graduated and had MSN behind my name, suddenly people wanted to listen. Um, And so, you know, I found it to be a very interesting phenomenon. But from there, I just put into practice ways that we can continuously improve this, break down some of those barriers that have been plaguing healthcare for generations and see if we can't cut through some of the nonsense and get to the point to where we need to be. I think you brought up so many good points right there. Our education system is set up was a structure. It's almost like a checklist. We have to tap into A, B, C, D, E. Now, school professor, they also only have so much time and capacity to teach. And all of us, when we're in school, doesn't matter if you're like me in nurse, uh, PA, nursing, medical school, you were drinking from a fire hydrant. We all felt it that way. And 
if we don't know how to process it, this information, no matter what field you advance yourself into the next step, knowledge does not mean you have dumped all this information to you. You still have to be able to extract the right things to us. Right. And then between me and Damien and working with other people and even all of us who has been so obsessed about getting another degree, learning about a new subject in our field, uh, researching and reading more books, podcasts, audio, all this stuff. We don't necessarily have to dump more and more into us. However, it's not your fault that you got into this because the society made us that way, just like what they did for Damien. Well, no one trusted you until you have that degree, until you have those letters. So for some reason, letters become automatic authority building. And then it also need to take beyond just those letters for us to show up because individually, we are powerful already. We needed to be able to position ourselves and speak in the way that other people want to listen, want to hear. And for you, Damien, you had so much experience. You gone through that understanding the mentors are not really there to help you to be the best place you need to be. And so you were able to say, hey, you know what? I see the gap. Let me solve it. I'm not going to be just someone complain about the system didn't work for me. I'm going to take charge. And any opportunity out there is about action that you proceed and not just, oh, I have an opportunity, let's make it happen. But any opportunity, you have to have action behind it to make your goal come true. So it's amazing that you did that. So where are you now? So, I mean, now, years later, we're going on more than 10 years later from start to where I'm at now. Now I am uh, working on all kinds of projects. We're working on, you know, cultural competency projects. I'm doing public speaking at conferences across the nation. I'm, you know, working on books uh, that are going to help enhance the process and improve those critical thinking skills. I've developed an amazing NCLEX prep program that helps individuals identify what's most important when they're thinking about clinical information, especially the roles and responsibilities of the nurse and the limitations of the nurse, which a lot of we don't really get taught that in nursing school, and then how to leverage your existing knowledge and skill set to apply it to almost any situation. Because you're right, we all come in to a position or a circumstance with a wealth of knowledge and experience from our previous experiences. And nursing, you know, largely is a second career for many people. And so, you know, I've never understood why we limit our nursing students or our new nurses coming into the facility to their role versus seeing how we can leverage their existing strengths and then allow them to flourish within their strengths and then help them grow and improve their practice in the areas in which we need them to, those specialized areas or specific to the nursing role. And so, you know, I just, I'm about collaboration. I'm about improving processes. I'm about problem solving. And so because I found what I'm passionate about doing and decided to remove myself from situations that weren't tapping into that skill set, 
and passion and putting myself into positions where that passion and skill set can flourish, I'm finding myself in a very happy place with being an entrepreneur, working part-time for institutions and consulting with other individuals to help them develop strategies for success. Which is amazing. I want everyone to know we are not just clinicians and we're not just providers. We're not just the title that we earned. In healthcare, we can do so much more beyond clinical medicine. And whether that is like Damien going to the academic side and then also self-discovering the gaps that can exponentially push yourself into the next level or uh, many people who has also explored the industry side. Now, I myself also is going to travel because we know that heart lung surgery has been in big demand. Uh, I don't have to be constricted to that one hospital, to that one clinic, to that one entity. You are so much more than what you're doing right now. We have to really figuring out what's that ideal life. How are we going to fulfill that life? So we're not so hung up, right, by all the sabotaging tendency we all always have to hold back to that one thing and to feel like we're not enough unless I have X amount of title, unless I'm in this certain position, unless everybody else is recognizing me. We have to recognize our amazing value in ourselves. So what were you when we first started back, you know, amounts months ago, right? Um, when you come into, hey, I realize that no matter what I have in life, sometimes we all have this blind spots, right? We can't see what we can't see. And then having someone to um, guide you through a self-mastery, uh, through different, um, removing those blind spots so you can get to the next level. Uh, what told you, hey, you know what? This is the time I'm ready and I really need this. Yeah, I think for me, it was when I kept beating myself up over the fact that I wasn't achieving my goals. You know, maybe my goals were aspirational at best, right? But I found myself not being able to focus or push forward or find the momentum to work towards those goals. And of course, I know that if you don't put in the action, then the result's not going to happen, you know? I am a nurse after all. I know you have to have a low cholesterol diet and exercise if you want good cardiac health, right? This makes sense. But we all, like you said, have sabotaging behaviors. And I knew that I was either doing something or not doing something to achieve my goals. And so, you know, listening to you on the podcast and kind of hearing your process you know, it made sense to me that this was an opportunity for me to maybe discover more about myself or maybe find the gaps by having someone else kind of look in on what I was doing, my daily operations. How am I operating from a personal and professional level so that I can find that peak performance, which is exactly what happened. And so, you know, a lot of the goals that we've set out working with you I accomplished. And it's so very easy once you start putting forth the effort and making consistent changes towards those goals, how they start to manifest. You know, that's the power of manifestation. But we can't just wish things to come true, that we have to do something about it every single day, no matter how small, 
the activity may be. As long as you're doing something towards that goal each day, you'll eventually get there. And so that's kind of what I needed. A lot of it for me initially was validation, which I found I didn't need from you, which was amazing to know that it was really, you know, it made me feel really good about what I've done so far that I didn't really need the validation from anyone to prove that what I'm doing is worthwhile. It's something that I'm passionate about for and that it has a purpose in this world. But I've also discovered a lot about how I'm wasting time doing certain things that aren't bringing me the goals that I'm looking for. And so instead of continuously dumping time and energy into something that's not working, instead, take it, try to pacify that. So I'm spending less time on it. It, you know, nurture it slowly over time, but then focus on doing other things. And this is where the collaborations really come in with other professionals, writing curriculum that we can eventually sell to other institutions to improve their staff education or understanding, you know, working with other consultants to help design curriculum, you know, for programs so that we can make sure excellent nursing programs are being created around the country. There's just a variety of opportunities. And so that's where I'm at right now. And so I feel like I've come a long way about discovering where I should be versus where I was. And I'm really liking what I see right now. That's amazing. And thanks for sharing that. Um, it's a transformational thing of knowing what you should do versus doing the only the right thing to move you forward. And the, one of the biggest thing we, we even um, did an exercise on how and where you need to cut out those distractions you're saying, right, to save yourself time. So what do you think, do you feel like when you did able to save yourself time, what is the best result that you got? I mean, truly the best result is that I get to spend the time doing the things I love the most. Um, you know, instead of tracking down numbers for accounting, which I hate, you know, I was able to resource that out to an accountant. I bit the bullet and made a budget to hire a professional, someone who knew the tax laws, someone who could run QuickBooks or something like that, who can take what I was doing, which I don't ever recommend, mixing personal and professional finances all in one and actually separating them, having a very clear separation and then having a professional manage the business aspect. And then me and my husband manage our personal aspect. So taking out those things that I really didn't like doing, that I would dwell for weeks sometimes on doing, which would eat up a lot of my energy. You know, it might not take up a lot of my time with the dwelling, but that dwelling would then set the mood for the rest of the day. And so I wouldn't be as productive. I wouldn't focus on the things that matter the most to me or that I enjoy. And so with the transformation, I find myself much more productive when I sit down at my computer or when I'm on a call with a colleague or I'm in a meeting. I'm much more productive, much more goal and solution oriented. Uh, the imposter syndrome doesn't really creep in. Uh, I get to spend more time with my friends and family, you know, more time for physical wellness. You know, I get to have, start my bedtime routine earlier every night. So it really is about a holistic transformation, which has been really great for me. Yeah, thank you 
for sharing that. Uh, I totally believe that it, it's okay that we're such an expert in our professional life and we are seen as experts by many people. But how are we recognize that already in ourselves? And how is that going to ripple effect into other area of life, right? We, we talk about for any speakers on the show or e- even clients like yourself. When you guys begin with me, we go into a hundred question deep dive, right? In these 10 different key components. So we understand where we can leverage and um, where we maybe fell off the wagon sometimes, right? And so when you reassessed, uh, for this time, as compared to when you did it initially, what were some of the thoughts that popped into your head when you redid your holistic life assessment? Yeah, I think I'm in a very different place. New problems seem to be the focus now, which is nice. I'm not, you know, back at square one dealing with the same problems before. You know, I found the momentum. I'm making traction now. I'm not having as much self-doubt or anxiety about what am I doing? Am I doing the right thing? Because, you know, my efforts may not be translating into dollars today, but is it still in alignment with my goal? Is it still going to bring me to the place I want to be in the future? And so now instead of, you know, sweating so much about the, oh, I'm not making money for every, you know, hour. So I put into work, But this is a passion project I'm working on. These are lifelong goals for me to create certain structures, products, you know, uh, reputation even. And this takes time. This doesn't happen overnight. So I'm feeling a lot less overwhelmed about my big projects that I'm working on and kind of looking more big picture. And I'm finding time to shift and pivot to do a little bit of a side hustle to get more, you know, income coming in at a faster pace so that I'm not stressing so much going weeks or months without income. I'm still having a nice income, you know, spending a lot less time focusing on that work. And then in my, what I consider to be extra work time, which is still allotted for a work day, I'm focusing on being productive and working towards my bigger goals, which has been really nice. Right. I had this the same conversation with another client, really about that, I believe when we're so clear on what we want, doesn't matter if you believe it's your primary track or the side track, we will be able to generate money mm-hmm. because one of the things that what, uh, my dear mentor, Darren Hardy, he's uh, the executive producer, editor uh, for Success Magazine. And one of the thing about just when people say, oh, no, that's just your luck. But we know luck don't happen, right? And luck actually means you have multiple steps that put luck together. So the equation for luck is preparation. You earn your spot right now because you've gone through the skills, experience, all that, but that's not enough, right? And we also have opportunity. You have to be able to be in the place to accept those opportunity and not feeling like, oh, I'm doing so much. I'm already so good. I don't need you. Or feeling like, oh my God, if I received the support that you gave me, this opportunity to come, what do I have to pay back? Then it's like a very lax day, right? And then what? You have to have the right attitude, right? Why are we focused so much on this show, on my program, on mental immunity? Is that if our brain, our mind are not aligned in a way, we're constantly questioning ourselves, overthinking, over logical, feeling like we have to control everything, feeling like the outcome has to be perfect, quote unquote, 
who the heck had judged what that perfect even looked like, right? So if your attitude is not there, of course, it, it also won't let you to accept the opportunity or let you to even realize all the value, all the things you had is truly you're amazing already, right? And lastly is despite all this, you have to take actions toward what you want. And those actions doesn't have to be dramatic. Like what Damien said, some days that action doesn't equal money. If we only think action equal money, you probably already lost because a lot of things in life is not monetary, right? And it's just because it's not equal money right now, I can have a big signing month of 15K and then there are months, those additional things don't equal that. And it's okay because you know, if you work towards something, it will always continue to generate. Just like what Damien is saying, you are in a place, you create all these programs, all these amazing things for the nursing student. At the same time, other people start recognizing you. You have collaborations. And so you have what you're calling side hustle is actually still toward your bigger mission of education. And it's not exactly in the path that you want to create for yourself, but it's still matching where you need to be. So other paths is also, guess what? They're generating money. So it, it, yes, you're clear on doing something. You took action. You're prepared. You have the mind of creating positivity and amazing things for other people and for yourself. Money comes, right? And then when you talk about finance, talk about security, talk about what we truly want out of life, uh, a lot of people don't want it to be a healthpreneur, right? They feel like a one day is a lot, one day is a not amazing. This emotional roller coaster is actually based foundation of fear of not having enough courage to go for or be clear enough to even know what they want out of life. What's some of your thoughts on that? I mean, you're absolutely right. Every time I feel like wanting to compare what I'm doing to existing programs or existing educators or existing authors, that's fear. That's me being afraid that what I'm doing isn't worth anything or that it could be better, or maybe it's not quite to the same caliber as someone else, but it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, despite how much fear I may have on some days, because I still struggle with that. I think we all do, even at the top. We still want to make sure that what we're doing is at our best, right? But at the end of the day, if I'm putting out a product that I know meets the standards to solve the problem or fill the gap that I'm looking to solve, someone is going to need that. Someone is going to want that. And it will impact the individual in the way that I want it to impact them. And so I'm still living to that mission. I'm still living to my goals and what I want to create for myself. You know, my mission is simply helping to get more nurses into the workforce and keeping them there. That's really what I want to do. It's what I set out to do. The whole reason why I went to become a nurse educator, because I saw a need. I wanted to figure out a way to help, you know, build bridges so that we're not having so many people leave the profession or fail out of nursing school or, you know, not past the NCLEX. And so I've constantly worked on things from writing blogs to, again, collaborating with other individuals to create nursing programs to public speaking, where I go to conferences and give, you know, real world examples on how people can improve the process from 
communication to building curriculum. You know, there's just a variety of ways that I can take my experience, not only as a nurse, but as a working individual from, I don't even want to count how many years I've been working already, uh, but from all of my experiences in the food and hospitality industry, because this is what people don't realize. Yeah, I waited tables, right? That doesn't sound that fancy. But what they don't realize is that I opened 13 million dollar casual restaurants on the East Coast, trained all of the front of house staff, helped corporate build the training manuals, and then do ongoing education for competencies. Not only how to be nice and take an order, but infection control protocols, safe food handling, all of that, right? Ordering, handling money, handling alcohol. What happens if you have someone who's too drunk? How do you handle them, especially if they become belligerent? It's a variety of skills that I already had going into nursing that I could also bring into the nursing profession. And I was discredited very early, which just lit a fire under my butt to get me to where I am today. But this goes back to all of the training that I'm doing is helping people realize that we are much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And the people that we're working with also are much more powerful than we may give them credit for. And so finding those strengths and leveraging those strengths is really, you know, something that I take a lot of pride in. Exactly. Perfectly said. We have so many different knowledges, not just in this round, right? My background is from neuroscience public health. I use so much of that right now as a practitioner because everything is transferable. Just because the industry is different doesn't discredit who you are. You already work on so many different things that's the same actually as being a nurse, those quality control measurements, the customer service, because most of the time uh, a nursing providers, right? Clinicians who are nurses are really customer service to your patients. You have to keep them satisfied knowing they're in pain, they are discomfort, they're confused. Same thing when people buying an experience in a restaurant, they're really paying money while insurance paying for it to this experience that they have in the hospital or in your clinic. Everything is so important. So everybody who's listening, doesn't matter where you started, whether it's your first career, the a second career, the third, you had a, a lot other experience that made who you are and that make you so special and unique. And we have to be able to leverage that for you to become the expert and then keep going. And at the same time, when we keep going in life, we need to do these resets, right? Like an understanding where our life is, these different components. So then we can pivot, pivot, pivot. Uh, continue to move forward in life and not just feel like, oh my gosh, right? I'm getting a little too crazy. I don't know what's going on anymore. There's always constantly putting out fire. There's not enough of something, right? Let's not feeling like we don't have enough world resources. Everything is plentiful. We just needed to be able to pivot into those empowerment state. So we know we can activate ourselves. We're innovative, like what Damien is doing, right? Create, finding a gap and be an innovator to solve it and fill it and be able to really give yourself that empathy, not just serve, 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 right? <laughs> Get into the Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. So before we wrap up, anything that you like to share with people, how people uh, be able to find you, if they have someone they know or nursing student wanted to really help themselves to get to the next level. 
Yeah, absolutely. You can find me everywhere online at The Nurse Speak, P-A-G-N-U-R-S-E-S-P-E-A-K, thenursespeak.com. Everything for my services, from public speaking to writing to NCLEX prep can all be found there. You can find me on all the socials. Uh, feel free to reach out to me. I do more than just NCLEX prep, as you've heard. Uh, so I have a lot of contributions and I'm always willing to just give some advice, point you in the right direction, or even figure out a way to collaborate. Awesome. Amazing. Any other thing you'd like our audience to know before we wrap up? Yeah. The one thing I really want to say, you know, piggybacking off of what Sabrina already said is you already have so much experience no matter where you're starting. So really the best way to start stepping into that place of empowerment is to identify your strengths. Don't focus on the things you don't know. Instead, focus on the things that you do know and leverage that existing knowledge to help you figure out your situation, how to help someone else, how to improve the situation. You know, focus on what you know, which is goes right in hand with remaining objective when trying to problem solve, will help for you to get rid of those noises telling you that you're not good enough or who am I? I'm a new nurse. What do I know? And instead, allowing yourself to be in control of your situation rather than letting your insecurities or your inner saboteur get the best of you. Amazing. Yes. We talk about a lot of what are the saboteurs you have, right? Instead of them, and we break it down. So it's not to say that we don't have them. We all have them, but it's okay to have them. We just needed to recognize them and get ourselves out of that state and be in more peaceful, more alert, more focused state. And then you can explode into the real person, the authentic, the amazing, knowledgeable person you already are. So thank you everyone for listening in to this episode. We would love to hear from you. So leave a comment below, make sure you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out any amazing episodes coming up. And please leave us a review on iTunes or LinkedIn so we know how we can continue to support you. Until next time, bye-bye. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more questions on actually how do I implement those things into my own life? Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group, go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Powerful Passionate, where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.